This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You take one more mother blank step and I will drop you. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. <laughs> Welcome back, BetQL Daily. Joe Gilio, Cody Decker here on a Tuesday. The voice there of Cody Decker about 40 minutes ago. What was that guy's name again? Tom Tornicasa. Please Google this man. His face belongs on billboards. He rocked a handlebar mustache like he was a biker from Sons of Anarchy or something. This guy was special. He's also the single greatest hitting coach I have ever had in my life. And I have had some very good hitting coaches. Oh, this guy's mustache is unbelievable. Yes, he found him! Remember Sal Fasano, the catcher? Yes, I do. Yeah, a similar kind of mustache. Like, this is like... (laughs) These kind of mustaches come around very rarely. We we need to talk about Tom Tornacos on this show. The greatest hitting coach in the history of Earth. It's amazing how, like, obviously his career has been all over the place because every card, like, his cards come up, and he's always in a different place. Fort Wayne mm-hmm. Tin Caps, Salt Lake Bees, some Wizards, Travelers. Yep. He's everywhere. Everywhere. Awesome. And that that's just the sign of a really good hitting coach, man, that everybody wants your services. There was an article once written about him. They called him the hit doctor. Now that's how you know you're good at what you do when you're a doctor yeah. of something. The hit yeah, doctor. Not, I, I like and it. my favorite my favorite part was not the swing doctor because he didn't care what your swing looked like. You're getting hits. You need to get hits. You need to get you on base. He was the hit doctor. That guy can make anybody hit. And I, I mean, that guy used – we had a guy named Dean Anna on our team one time. He ended up making to the big leagues with the Yankees. He was leading the PCA hitting one year, and, and Tor- Torney was with him all the time. And then one day – uh, he comes in the cage and he sees Dean's taking some swings. He's like, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, oh, Torney, I thought I'd try a leg kick today. They went only went one for four yesterday. And then Torney's just like, everybody out of the cage. I got to fix this stupid bastard. So we all leave and he hits with, hits with Dean for like an hour. Comes out. All right. Now you guys can hit again. Moron over here wants to try leg kicks. Leading the league and hitting because of me. And he's trying to do leg kicks. Oh, we need to get this guy on the show. Was it Dean Anna? Dean Anna. Dean, Dean, I remember Dean, Dean Anna. Anna. Oh, he was a good ball player, that Dean Anna. Good infielder, like, like really good swing. Cardinals. Cardinals, Yankees, then Cardinals. He did. What a yeah. memory. Wow. Pulled that one Dean out Anna. of you. Wow. Uh, right, let's talk. Now, that, now we got baseball flowing here. Let's talk about what's going on here. Cody, um, listen, you're an ex-baseball player. You love baseball. Mm. I'm a baseball guy. Jake Hassan, back in Chicago, baseball guy. 
we're all struggling right now, right? Like no, this is tough. this is supposed to be spring training. I'm in a bad way. I've got some hope though. A little bit of hope. Player association owners meeting yesterday down in Miami, and here's the best part. They actually got into a room. They spoke. They left the room, came back to the room. It was hours of some sort of back and forth. They're going to meet again today. Now, all the reports that came out weren't like they're close to an agreement, but it was at least like they're listening to each other and they're going to do it again today. Maybe I'll feel like an idiot a week from now when, when they when they push back the start of the season. I feel like there's hope that they're going to get something done before the end of this week. I think uh, I think both sides are feeling a little bit of the heat on the ground underneath them a little bit, a little bit of barefoot on the hot cement. Listen, listen they don't want to miss games. Uh, I think the pl- the players definitely don't, but I think they're willing to hold out if they have to because it's it's become apparently clear that Major League Baseball, the owners, are not afraid to lose a couple of games. Um, and you know they'll look to make it up on the back end with either double headers or they'll probably be plenty happy just playing 140 games this season and prorating the salaries. Um, so I want season to start. I want 162. I want an actual season more or less for, for nothing else other than to hear whoever wins the world series. So people don't say, well, it's not a real world series. Well, a whole 162, but, uh, completely forgetting that their favorite team was in the exact same league that that team that won it all was in. Um, I, I this has been messy. This needs to be handled. There are a lot of, you know, I don't like using this phrase, but it's a, it is the phrase loopholes. There's a lot yeah. of loopholes and a lot of rules that have allowed for lack of, I mean, it allowed major league baseball to run rough shot all over the players association, especially in the last five years since the previous CBA. I just keep wondering as we see all these different things that leak out about each side, like, I wonder what matters the most to the players. I think it's pretty clear what matters to the owners, right? They want to keep costs down. They want the competitive balance tax, the, the, you call it a salary cap if you want a luxury tax. They want, they don't want to raise that significantly. Feels like the players want to get the young players paid more like that bonus mm-hmm. pool. That feels like a big part of this. What do you, what do you sense that matters to the players here? Uh, the beginning, the younger players played paid more is a big thing, but it's not necessarily about getting those players paid. It's more about ending manipulation of guys service time. So what the players association are trying to come up with is ways to incentivize major league franchises uh, to play younger guys as opposed to contract manipulation, getting guys on the taxi squad, you know, con- con- controlling the amount of days they spend in the major leagues. Because at the end of the day, everyone hears all these major, huge contracts. That is a percentage of a percentage of a percentage. When I'm talking about loopholes, I'm talking about in the last five years, there have been rules that have been put into place in Major League Baseball. Uh, a lot of rules say, for instance, I'll say pace of play rules, such right. as a pitcher coming out of the pen and facing three straight batters. Well, by doing that rule alone, you've eliminated up to two bullpen jobs. You don't have a lefty specialist anymore because there is no such thing as lefty specialist. Um, And you don't really have a righty specialist all that much anymore because that guy has to face three batters. So you're at a point where now you just eliminated two jobs on every single team and you just lowered the amount of days players are playing in the big leagues. Major league salaries are actually down over $4 million than they were the previous four years. That is a massive, massive problem. Um, I know we hear about the Max Scherzer $200 million contract. I know we know that Carlos Correa is going to sign for arguably a solar system, but that's them. The rest of the guys are making far below major league minimum because, again, you are paid for the amount of days you are in the big leagues. If I'm in the big leagues for 10 days, I get big league pay for those 10 days. And I'm a guy that only got about 24 days in the big leagues. 
it feels like the other thing that really sticks out is, is the players think that teams are tanking, which they had, right? Like they the have. Orioles are doing it now. The Pirates are doing it now. The Cubs and Astros wrote it to building championship teams, but they tanked their way to get there. And like when you're taking out two or three teams every cycle that are competing, that just like throws the whole thing off, right? Like, cause you don't have, to, that's not bumping up salaries. Cause two or three teams are just like, yeah, we're out for five years. We'll, we'll sign it. Like the Orioles haven't signed a legitimate free agent. And I, it might work, right? They have the ex-assistant uh, GM from the Astros. Like, he, he mm-hmm. seems pretty bright. They have a good farm system. But that's got to hurt players when you have one or two teams that are like, yeah, we're not signing anyone for three or four or five years. Sorry. And it just becomes a little maddening when you see, like, hell, what is this player making this season? This one player on this one team making this season. What? Oh, what is the Pirates' collective entire salary? And it's not even half of what one player on the, you know, the Cardinals is making, which is ridiculous. You're sitting here pretending that the Pittsburgh is not an actual market, and that anyone that wants to cry poor as a major league owner. That the only thing that really, the only thing that I think has been a massive misstep um, that has been said by the owners, and I think they've made a few missteps. I think they're playing a playbook that is a lot older than they realize i think you know turning fans on players was a lot easier in the early 1990s as opposed to right now where players are actually able to get out their own personal information in this day of social media but the only misstep i think that has been made was something that rob manfred said um and i think rob manfred's actually i i think people are really harsh on rob manfred and i do think he does deserve a decent amount of criticism but I do think he he has been doing a decent job of handling this as best as they possibly can. All things considered, I am obviously more on the player's side than the owner's side. But he did say something that really irked me, and I think it irked a lot of people, where he was saying, hey, you know, owning a major league franchise just is not as lucrative as you think. Well, I don't need to think. I can simply look at the numbers. I know they're not going to sit here and open their books. The owners never will open their books right. they, as long as they have to. They don't have to. But at the end of the day, I use the Texas Rangers as an example a lot because Mark Cuban in 2009 tried to buy the Texas Rangers and he lost in his bid and his bid was for $495 million. The team ended up selling for $540 million. That team was owned by that ownership group for less than a decade, nine years, and they sold that team for $1.8 billion. And during that time, they went from a World Series contender to one of the worst teams in the American League East and got a $2.1 billion stadium built for them by the city of Arlington. If that's not lucrative, I don't know what the word lucrative means. You made over a billion and a half dollars in nine years. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's lucrative. It, and, you know, it's also idiot-proof, Cody. With the TV deals they have, with the money that's, that's coming in now from sports books, which is what we talk about here on, on this show every day, it's idiot-proof. Like, the money just flows in. These teams don't have to do anything right, and they make money hand over fist. I think something's going to get done this week. Well, obviously, uh, we'll keep talking about it as the, so. uh, the, the week goes on. Quickly, before we hit this uh, this rookie of the year bet that's out there, do you mm. buy the the date uh, and the four-week thing? Because well, two years ago during the pandemic, they had a three-week shortened spring training. Then we played a 60-game mm. season. Do you agree with this? Like, players need about four weeks if they're going to get ready for opening day? Mm-hmm. Yes, but it's not because of the position players. It's simply because of the pitchers. Uh, We had a big issue in Major League Baseball last year with injuries, especially on the mound. And that is because of that 60-game season the year before. It's not the same workload. Ramping up your your scheduling is a little different. And again, and this is something I really have a problem with old-school baseball people who are constantly yelling, well, my day, my day. The pitchers these days are so much better than they were when they played. It's outrageous. They're so much better than they were five years ago. They're so much better than they were three years ago. We are learning things on the mound at an exponential rate and we're implementing it at an exponential rate it used to be back in the i always use this example remember the movie the rookie with dennis quaid yeah it's a terrible movie but there's a line in there that he says where he says i sweetie i hit 97 miles per hour on the gun do you know how many guys in the big leagues can hit 97 miles per hour on the gun she's like a few she's like you can count them on one hand that was like 2001 I, you can count on one hand how many guys don't throw 97. Now. Every guy in the bullpen has got 97 coming out of the bullpen. Every, every at one least. Yeah. At least. With with absurd spin rate, with c- crazy cutters. Yo, a pitching ninja is my favorite follow on Twitter, just especially his overlap videos when you see what actual pitchers are carrying, what headers actually have to face pitch. It's impossible. Pitch. It just looks it's impossible. It, it's insane these days. It, it's 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 video game stuff that is actually taking place on the mound these days. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that these guys need to be as safe as they physically can be. And they do, I do think they do need a month. I think spring training on the whole is way too long, but one month is a very reasonable amount of time to get these pitchers ready. It's not like they're at home doing nothing. They're all ramping up, but getting some actual innings on the mound is a little different than throwing your bullpens. It really is. And it's different than when Jim Morris made his debut with the Devil Rays back in the day, the, the rookie, the Dennis Quaid rookie. It's a little different than back then. All right, speaking of uh, rookies here, rookie of the year, we saw this bet that was put down. Uh, and you, if you shop around, certain books have posted uh, some futures, depending on which book you're using. Some just have World Series futures. Some have everything up, you know, from mm-hmm. awards to player futures, regular season leaders, it's all up right now. It's obviously going to change a lot, so I would be careful on – when you bet this stuff, because signings will happen, teams will change. Like the offseason is not over, even no. when they agree in a couple of days, hopefully. But one that we saw uh, taken, Cody, was Julio Rodriguez, the uh, the prospect for the Mariners, sixteen to one to win the American League Rookie of the Year. Look, I like him a lot. That mm-hmm. feels like a, kind of an off the wall bet. We don't know when he's going to make his debut. I, I would think more like Bobby Witt Jr. in the American League. I feel like he's more of a uh, a guy that will play more this season. Yes, because, you know, the Royals are a team that I do think is up and coming. And Bobby Witt Jr. is a guy that is a guy that can easily fit in that lineup right now, ready to go. And by the way, that Royals lineup 
is pretty good. It's actually gotten a lot better these last couple. I'd watch out for that Royals team going forward. I don't think they're going to win their division, but I do think that the AL Central is a little bit more open than people think it is because we don't know what we're getting out of the Twins. I think the Tigers have improved exponentially. Yeah. And if the Tigers say add another arm, watch out for the, the Detroit Tigers right out the gate. Um, but Tigers, I don't know where we're going to get... Before you continue, do you want to jump in? So the, the whole show, except for Joe O, because we did it while he was on vacation a couple months ago, we all jumped in on a Tigers World Series future. We're not telling him, and we're just going to kind of talk around it all year until he figures it out. You want I in? I love it. I want <laughs> To be clear for all context, right. we did it because he laughed at us when we brought it up. We even brought it up as an yeah, idea. Really? He laughed us out of the room. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy at all. I, I think it's I think it's a long shot, but I don't think it's crazy because that's a really interesting division right now. I mentioned the Royals, and you mentioned Bobby Witt Jr. because we're talking about uh, Julio Rodriguez. Here's why I'm holding off on the idea of a Rookie of the Year flyer right now, and it's something we just talked about with this current CBA. If there are new rules implemented that is is incentivizing teams to calling up younger prospects faster, I would be willing to take a flyer out on Julio Rodriguez. However, the Seattle Mariners are notorious, notorious for manipulating service time and keeping guys down in the minor leagues. And this is a team that could feasibly compete this year, and they've made some moves. So it's really a question is, do you think this guy is Vlad, uh, is, uh, Vlad Jr. now, or do you think he's Vlad Jr. in two years? Because right now, this guy's only played 46 games at A. I don't really know what he is yet, but his numbers were monstrous in those 46 games. Yeah, you mentioned the Mariners being famous for service time manipulation. I'm sure in some of these talks they've had over the past couple months, maybe this week, that whole thing where the Mariners owner or whatever he was, like the CEO like a couple years yeah. ago, basically saying like, yeah, there's no way we're calling him up on time. Like basically yeah. admitting, saying what you're not supposed to say out loud, he told everyone was caught on tape. That that was, a, that was a mistake. And you better believe t Tony Clark's been in every meeting with a tape recorder just playing it over and over on repeat. There's no question about that. It is Joe Giglio. It is Cody Decker. The Oscars are not far away. You know what? Let's break down those odds. Cody's ready for that. I've got a stack of DVDs downstairs that have been set to my house. i got to roll through watching these. Maybe Cody hey. can help me figure out the best ones to watch and the ones that might win here when the Oscars roll around. It's Joe Giglio, Cody Decker, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. It's Ryan Horvath from BetMGM The Night, 7 to 11 Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip, BetQL Daily, You Better You Bet, and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network.